Little children, I don't even know what I'm going to title this. Why am I watching HPD news conference on Carly Russell from an hour ago? I am, I'm looking at the one that's 53 minutes on WBRC Fox 6 News. It's the 53 minute um, video and I'm at the 20 minute uh, mark purple shirt. They're calling him purple jacket guy. Just finished talking. Needless to say, he's pissed. Um, a lot of people have questions. And I saw some headlines here and there. And was just kind of holding out to hear something like this. Something from the press. You know, like a news conference. and To kind of get a little bit more insight. And... I will say this, that this uh, interview, if you have questions surrounding, you know, like this was the first time I heard her um, 911 call. And they also describe what she did leading up to the alleged abduction. And they also talk about some of the stuff that was found on her like phone or like internet searches. Um, I think what stood out to me was when Purple Jacket Man described that during the course that she was driving, she covered a distance of six football fields while claiming to follow the child, the toddler. And I don't know, when I listened to the call, it made me think about what I would do if, if, you know, if I'm pulling over for that type of an instance with the child. That being said, I don't, I, I think obviously I would probably been more frantic, frantic, and I would have been like, oh, there's a little boy lost or a little girl lost, whatever, what have you. Um, And then when you hear the description of the people and what they did with her when she was abducted, I allegedly, I, um, yeah, this is, this is a problem. I think that there's more going on at hand and I think that um the tragedy is that you know when you hear my sentiments it's like this whole idea of us rooting together um and finally getting news coverage and press and having people come out and taking it seriously and it's very disappointing because should I say what I want to say? I'm just going to say it. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it because it, it, yeah. Um, very disappointing. I, you know, I, I've talked about this before. I really have a problem when people don't really take into consideration how their actions are going to affect other people. I think in the black community, you know, we're still in a phase where one of us represents all of us. And so I don't know if this is something that white people feel or experience. Like, you know, when you have like, I'll I'll just even explain it like this, just to be like a little bit kind of petty, but with the whole Emmett Till thing, right? I don't know if white people collectively felt guilty 
you know, to find out that this woman did a false, you know, alarm type of a thing on this guy. You know, let's just separate what he did, what he didn't do, whatever, what, what not, and that type of thing. But I don't know that white people collectively felt like, oh, Carolyn Bryant is making all of us look bad, you know, type of thing. From now on, we're just not going to take white women seriously and, you know, that's it. There's one one off and they're done. Like, this is why we don't respond to white women who cry wolf. You know, um, I don't know to what degree, you know, the black community has to make this a blanket statement and or apologize for this type of stuff. You know, um, I don't know how it would really pan out when white people have done like false um runaway um claims like that too like being falsely making claims of being falsely abducted and stuff like that so i you know um i think my concern is this because i was talking about how I really don't like when in our community one person does something and now all of us are just freaking like going to suffer for this, right? But my concern is that I would hate to see this be a thing where it's kind of like, oh, well, we have, you know, 200,000 missing black women and girls, but this girl went public when we were trying to do the right thing and now none of y'all are going to get your phone calls answered and we ain't looking for none of y'all's children and whatever, what have you. And so the rest of us are going to suffer. And I think part of what was kind of bothering me a little bit while I was waiting to hear what happened after she came back home on foot. And when you hear, when you hear how she got back to her house, I'm going to say this because I really want you to go and listen to what he has to say. You know what? Let me let me play what purple man, purple shirt man said because and it's pretty long. So he came on around 8 minutes and oh yeah, so it's 16 minutes, y'all. Let's just go ahead and play that. But I think that my concern is uh, I think what what I was going to say is when they were saying, you know, after she was found, they took her to the hospital. And they still didn't do a police thing. And they said they were methodically looking through. It made me feel kind of like, well, maybe, you know, this is just what happens where they're not really handling it like a store as they need to and that type of thing. And I feel like in the future, is it going to make people practice implicit bias? You know, implicit bias where now people who really need help, you know... Um, let me make sure I, I, I'm using that term correctly too. Let me just make sure because I don't have an assistant yet. And yeah, implicit bias, a form of bias that occurs automatically. And here they say unintentionally that nevertheless affects judgment, decisions, and behaviors. Research has shown implicit bias can pose a barrier to recruiting and retaining a diverse scientific workforce. 
So this is according to the National Institute of Health. Example of implicit bias. Under implicit and bias, we are unaware that our biases, rather they rather than objective facts, affect our decisions and judgments. For example, when most people hear the word kindergarten teacher, they're more likely to picture a female. This can happen without intention or awareness and may even contradict openly held beliefs. By the way, I did work for a kindergarten teacher. And yes, she was blonde hair, blue eyed, <laughs> female. So, I mean, I, yeah, but. So, but the idea would be that, you know, how do we take our girls seriously in our community? How do we get them the help that we need? And one of the the, the issues that we have in our community is that it's not taken seriously. And it's like, well, this is why they don't do, you know, you're, you're going to, um, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Um, but she talks about, or she did a search on how long it takes for an Amber Alert and what age you have to be. And so part of the implications around that are like, you know, those critical first 24 and 48 hours when they should be out looking for you and they hold off because you might just show up on your neighbor's, you know, doorstep and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I, so I will say this. I think that this is a mental health issue. I think another red flag that was going, starting to sound the alarms was yesterday when I heard that, um, like, I think the mom released a statement saying, or she told the news person, I think she told the news person, news anchor, that, well, we had talked to her about, you know, that this could happen to her, that she could be abducted. And we kept reminding her, and then it happened, and it's just kind of, like, weird. But, yeah, let me go ahead and play Purple Shirt Man. Um, I keep my podcast to 30 minutes, so... I'm going to try not to interject too much, but um, he looks like he does come back on for a Q&A. He is the head of police department, and um, they said the investigation is still underway. Now, with that being said, um, this is difficult, and I talked about this before, too, because I... Waff- I honestly do waffle back and forth between to what degree are the parents accountable Um, Because I saw somebody in the comments say, well, she should be, her and her parents should be locked up. I think that, um, coincidentally, I'll I'll go ahead and kind of give like teasers in here too. But she Googled to see how much it would cost. (coughs) I'm burning incense and it's messing up my throat. Um, If she would have to pay for it. And I think that she should have to pay for it. Um, that being said, if you're looking at mental health, when you start to hear the stuff, like the girl is gone, children, <laughs> she may not have been abducted, but her mind is gone, y'all. And so, um, at the end of the day, the parents are, are within their right to do a search for her, even if they knew that she had mental health issues, I think, but, and Maybe if they had taken other indicators that she had mental health issues seriously, then it could have kind of made a difference in what type of search they did for her. Like kind of like she's maybe like I wouldn't say autistic or but like she's special needs. And so it's kind of like, okay, 
she's off the rails a little bit and type of, and address it versus like try to make it seem something that it was not. And then um I find it weird that if she's kind of like that far off, like how does she have a boyfriend? It looks like she's also a professional. Like it from what I understand, she was employed and or it looked like she was part of the medical field. I don't know. Just really weird. Um so but uh, my concern is like what this is going to mean for other people in the future, you know. Um, oh, hold on one second. I'm trying to get something here. Woo. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and play the first few minutes of when he starts talking. And then we'll just close it out. who played a significant role in this investigation. I want to thank our department, members of surrounding local law enforcement agencies, the FBI, Secret Service, United States Marshals, and ALEA for their assistance in this case. We said from the evening of July 13th, our focus would be the safe return of Carly Russell. That occurred on Saturday, July 15th, approximately 49 hours after she called 911 and disappeared. From that point, our focus has been to determine Carly's whereabouts during that time and what exactly took place. Let me say up front, this investigation is not over. We're still working this case, and we'll work in this case until we uncover every piece of evidence that helps us account for the 49 hours that Carly Russell was missing. However, through the public interest, and in some cases, public fear, that this story has generated, we owe it to our citizens to tell them the facts that we have uncovered. So I will give you the facts that we know today. On July 13th, at approximately 8.20 p.m., Carly left work from a business at the summit. Surveillance video from her place of employment shows Carly concealed a dark-colored bathrobe, a roll of toilet paper, and other items belonging to the business prior to her departure. And that's going to be important. I'm just going to give you a heads up, and most of you all know how I am, kind of like with spoiler alerts and stuff like that. But um, they said that she was, I guess, seen on video leaving with her bathrobe and toilet paper, but when they searched her car those items that she left her workplace with were not in the vehicle okay her food from tzatziki's at the colonnade and traveled there she then traveled to target on 280 where she purchased some granola bars and cheeses from there she remained in the parking lot at that shopping center until 9 21 p.m when she drove to i-459 Carly communicated on her cell phone with individuals known to her while in her path of travel up to the point of calling 911 at 9.34 p.m. And at this time, we will play the 911 call in its entirety. Okay, and what's the child on the left or right side? 
on the right side. Were they walking towards the south or south now? Um, they're walking towards Tuscaloosa. <laughs> walking south now. Or how old do they look? Um, towards the toddlers? Like, maybe like three or four? Did you pull over with them? Are you still with them? Yes. Okay, you're, are you with the child right now? No, I'm not. I didn't get out of the car. I'm just, I, I can see them though. Can you, do you mind staying keep an eye on them until we get there? Yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay, what kind of car are you in? I'm in a red Mercedes Benz. Is that a sedan or a SUV? SUV. I mean, it's a, a, a sedan. Sorry. Can you put your hazards on for me? Yeah, they're on. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to say this too, and I think watching it, I had mentioned, I actually shared with you, like, if you guys want to go watch the video, you can see where she's driving. And it was, it's kind of interesting how I think if you become a detective and stuff, you learn to trust your intuition way more and your gut feeling and kind of tap into human behavior way more. And I remember it was weird because um on this video, when they're playing the, the audio, they're going to keep looping the part that she came out on video where she was shown driving with her hazard lights on. And I think about how I would react if I saw a child, I would probably have slammed on the brakes or like slowed down, reduced my speed and pulled over to where I can see the child either in my rear view mirror, you know, or if I had seen him up far ahead, I would have pulled over immediately and then called in and and I think that's what every average person would have done and so but but at this point I'm, I'm I trying to rationalize something that we kind of like low-key know didn't happen and so like you said when when you have the information where she's keep in mind she has kept driving while she's talking to the person so they're asking her to put on the hazard lights she puts on the hazard lights and stuff like that but she's still driving, and so at this point, the child is no longer within her her view. I don't, I don't know. You would think like, well, maybe her thought was she was just gonna call it in and keep driving, and then the lady's like, oh, well, can you stay with the kid? At which point, she's like, oh, well, then you know, I don't know. But I don't know. I think that would be like if it was a normal scenario, but obviously this is not. So. No, they don't. Are they white, like a stranger, or anyone? They're white. Okay. Is the male or female? I think it's a boy, a little boy. Like male? Okay. Is he wearing clothes? Yes. Okay. What is he wearing? Um, it's a white t-shirt, and it doesn't look like he has any pants on. It looks like a diaper. And you don't see any cars anywhere? No, no cars anywhere. Okay. And that was the other thing too. Like, if you get a chance to watch the video, um, where where they have the video of her driving and coming to a stop with her blinks her her lights on, um, you would think there would be a car close by in the vicinity. Although she was close to like some shrubs and stuff. And so it's like, well, did they drag her into some shrubs and then take her to the other side and and that type of a thing? But I didn't see any other cars along the the path, too. But then again, if it's a missing child, it's a missing child. But I don't know. To which degree we can further speculate? It's like what's done is done. Like it's kind of, I think, should be evident to both of us that uh, there is no child. But anyways. What's your name? Um, my name is Jessica. Okay. 
after speaking with the 911 operator. She went missing during that conversation sometime after 9.36 p.m. Traffic camera footage was obtained which depicted this portion of the incident, and that footage was analyzed as part of the investigation in conjunction with the 911 call and cell phone data to accurately determine the time frame. Carly's 911 call remains the only report of a child on the interstate, despite numerous vehicles passing through the area at that time. No one has called to report that a child is missing, and the Hoover Police Department did not locate any evidence of a small child walking down the interstate. Data from Carly's phone include... I hate the people in the comments. I'm not... I'm throwing my cheeses away, sir. Her Life 360 app shows that she traveled approximately 600 yards in her vehicle while she was on the phone with 911 stating that she was following a child. 600 yards, that is six football fields straight, 600 yards. The Hoover 911 Center received a second call from Cardi's mother stating that a relative was on the phone with her when they heard Cardi scream and then they had an open phone line. Mm. Hoover police officers arrived on the scene within five minutes of being dispatched and several other officers arrived shortly. They located Cardi's wig and cell phone in the grass near the vehicle. Her purse was located in the front seat of her vehicle with her Apple uh, watch in the purse. The food she ordered for Tzatziki's was also in the car. The items she purchased from Target, as well as the items taken from her place of employment, were not in the vehicle, nor were they located anywhere around the scene. So yeah, not only was her bathrobe and the toilet paper gone, but her Cheez-Its and the... Uh... The food she had bought. So, but that's wild, y'all. I listen. Low key, like if I had a um Patreon, would be throwing it down in there. But I will say this too. So this was low key premeditated because she had to have thought, like, okay, they're gonna check that I got food, and if I leave the food in the car. And me, I'm a foodie, so I just feel like the food was just straight up disrespected. I'm not even going to cap, like, just gone to waste, submitted into evidence, and you're not going to, like, at least show that you... Mm. So, but anyways, I'm that type of girl that, like, I will buy um, some, like, little hand foods or something to eat while I'm on the way going home and then get to the main course, but there's no way my food's just going to sit there and I'm not... No. Mm. So, but yeah, so she kind of, that sounds like she planned this, y'all, because the Cheez-Its, so she knew that she was going to have to need something. And listen to, like, there's more. What I tell you, like, I think listening to the second time, like, I'm pissed. But I think that in between, like, I don't like dishonest people, but I think also 
I'm just more concerned about like, you know, I just hope that this doesn't mean a situation where the black community, like women were not already being taken seriously. Now we have to like freaking deal with this as a collective, you know? Hoover police deployed all available assets from the point in the search for Carter. Additional resources were called in to include our own drone unit, crime scene investigators, numerous detectives responded to the scene. Throughout the day Friday, officers from surrounded local and federal agencies assisted Hoover police in the search for Carter Russell. Officers returned to the scene on 459 to conduct a thorough line search for evidence. K-9 teams from the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department responded to check for any sign of Carly, the child that she claimed to see, and anything else that could be considered evidence in this case. Those searches all turned up empty. Private citizens, including search parties organized by our family, friends, began looking everywhere that they could to find any trace. These searches took place throughout the day Friday, and again on Saturday, yielding nothing. Mm. At 10.44 p.m. on July 15th, the Hoover 911 center receives a call from call. Yeah, and when I tell you, like, <laughs> I talked about like that that um that officer, the um soldier that crossed over the DMZ uh, line, and I was like, if I was his mother, you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't have me on record at all. I would just, I have, I think, no problem just kind of being like. We have no affiliation, no relation. When I tell you if I was her mother, let alone family, like Loki would want to be her ass because it's like, when I look at the conditions too, and I remember when I did my podcast, I was like, y'all, let's just be on alert and look out for each other, which I think is still true. Um, We still need to look out for each other. But I think that you had these people out here and I remember at one point, it was raining. And one thing is like, you have to be committed and dedicated because one thing I know about me, I'm not, I don't like getting wet. And so that night it had rained. It was, um, very, yeah, it was, I remember the newscaster person, the news anchor person was out in the rain and I was just like, God bless these people you know, out there looking for stuff and scouring and everything. Listen, when I tell you that mom is... Think about it. Like, you would have to be embarrassed. You would have to be embarrassed because you done had all of these people, the mamas, the cousins, the uncles, the sisters, the best friend was out there thinking her best friend had died and stuff. Oh. Marty's residence, stating that she returned home on foot. In subsequent investigations, detectives obtained surveillance footage of Carly walking down the sidewalk alone prior to arrival at her residence. She was conscious and speaking with paramedics when she was transported to UAB. Detectives were able to obtain a brief statement from her prior to being treated and released. During the statement, she told detectives that while traveling down the interstate, she saw a baby walking down the side of the road and called 911. <clears throat> she started when she got out of her vehicle to check on the child. A man came out of the trees and mumbled that he was checking on the baby. She claimed that the man then picked her up and she screamed. She stated he then made her go over a fence. She claims he then forced her into a car 
And the next thing she remembers is being in the trailer of an 18-wheeler. This is just so weird, too, because and I, especially when, you, you know, he breaks down so you can have a visual. Six football fields, the space of six football fields. So if you have someone, because a lot of us thought it was, you know, the cartel. And the cartel are probably over there like, keep our good name out of this. We're good, but we're not that good. Taking notes, right? But it's like six football fields. You know, usually if that, that whatever is going to happen, well, for one, she, from the time that she quote unquote reported, saw the child and was driving that whole distance, th that person is not going to, one, the toddler can't run that fa fast, but two, you think a man's going to be that far out keeping an eye to see who's going to be, this is just at this point, like, I think, yeah, listening to it again, I'm sorry, people, this is just not. Mm. There, listen. I'm gonna tell you now. There's no toddler. There's no abductor. I'm, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna tell you. They're not gonna tell you this right now. But you know, they have to cross their T's and dot their eyes. It's just virtually impossible when you start to add everything up together. And then, um, him mumbling something about looking for the baby. The, the baby ain't got nothing to do with it. How would he know that she was there for the baby? Obviously, if that's the target, he's... Oh, shoot. That scared the crap out of me. I have alerts on my um, trading view. Yeah, uh, so Tesla just closed the gap. They had earnings today. Um, let me see. Hold on one second. Let me... Listen. Let's get back to a regularly scheduled program. Did they meet earnings? Hold on one second. Oh, they haven't reported it yet. Okay. Hmm. So, yeah, let's go back to this. She stated the male was with a female. However, she never saw the female, only hearing her voice. She also told detectives she could hear a baby crying. She told detectives the male had orange hair with a big bald spot on the back. And then, I really hate to say it too, but like, if you kind of are sneaky... I guess I see the plot. I really do. So you have to think about what's the least common. I think, listen, so when I tell you, she, when, when you understand that she said it's a white male with red hair, that is like a recessive, the one of the most recessive genes ever. Your odds of meeting a redheaded male and or female in that point are like far and few between. And matter of fact, um, I'm pretty sure I've met redheaded people, but there's so far and few between over at my whole big old age. And I think this is where she messed up too. Like if she had said it was a little black kid, probably wouldn't have gotten as much news coverage on it. Probably wouldn't have been that much of a search on her. The, the, where she fucked up is when she said it was a little white kid. Okay. That's where she fucked up because now... They got to come out and find this little white boy or this little white kid, whatever, what have you. Now, that to me would have been also another indicator that perhaps this had nothing to do with the cartel because, you know, for the most part, if you're driving a child as a child and then it takes a, a, takes a little bit of like mental gymnastics to kind of figure out like, oh, is it a Hispanic child or a black child or a, wh a white child or whatever, what have you. But, I mean, what are the odds that the, the cartel is going to have a little white boy? I'm not saying that they can't, but the odds. You know, not a white little white girl, a little white boy.
So then, um, and then you're going to say it's a white male with red hair. That's those, those two things. Yeah, y'all. And I have to imagine like when you are an officer and these detectives are coming out, at some point they're going to have to be just looking at each other like, okay, we're going to mark off from where she started called in and we're going to mark off how much ground we have to cover um, with the canine. And then you, you pass football yard number, uh, distance number one, football distance number two, football distance number three. Four, five, and six? Nah. To cover the span of a for a toddler? Nah. I don't know where she put... Okay, so let, let's keep, keep playing the whole thing, too, because, you know, a lot of us have been like, oh, they be using women out here to lure us and stuff like that, da 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 and stuff, and that's how we got to be t- careful with women. But listen, listen to what the women, what the woman in her role had to do with all of this, y'all. This is some bullshit. <sighs> she said she was able to escape the eighteen wheeler and fled on foot, only to be captured again, and then was put in a car. She claimed she was then blindfolded and was not tied up because the captor said they did not want to leave impressions on her wrists. <sighs> Can you imagine being the detective taking these notes? And then I kind of like Loki, like I said, I when I was talking earlier about how I was kind of like wondering how on this green earth she has a boyfriend and I had to backtrack a little bit because she does work. She's somebody's employee type of thing. And from all outwards appearances seems to have everything going together. Is this the story she told her boyfriend? God bless him for real, because like. Not him being the supportive boy- boyfriend and listening to this stuff. This is just horrible, you guys. This is... <laughs> I'm pissed. I want to laugh, but it's not funny. And again, so you're you're the detective talking about writing, talking about... Hold on. Only to be captured again and then was put in a car. She claimed she was then blindfolded and was not tied up because the captor said they did not want to leave impressions on her wrists. If you could see the look on my face right now. <laughs> she said that they took her into a house and made her get undressed. She believes they took pictures of her, but she does not remember them having any physical or sexual contact. She stated the next day she woke up and was fed cheese crackers by the female. <laughs> Y'all remember she stopped by Target to get Cheez-Its. <laughs> this, oh Lord. She said the woman also played with her hair, but could not remember anything else. At some point, she was put back in a vehicle she claims was able to escape while it was in the West Hoover area. She told detectives she ran through lots of woods until she came out near her residence. And this is the other thing, too. Somebody in the comments um, put orange hair, which I that's so interesting. You have to be careful, like how you even think and how you say things. And again, it's like going back to trusting your gut because he did say orange hair. And I'm pretty sure the detective was like, ma'am, did you say orange hair? And she's like, yeah, 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 orange hair, orange hair. 
and I defaulted to saying redhead, right? So that's another whole thing. Like, who, when you see a red, although, you know what? I mean, but I think the average person, when you see a redhead, you're going to say redhead. You know, you're not going to say somebody with orange hair. During this interview, detectives noted that Carly had a small injury to her lip. She <laughs> I'm so mad right now. Somebody put, wait, Donald Trump kidnapped her. <laughs> Donald Trump and Melania. Yo, I'm, I'm you know what? I'm going to close up these comments. Let me, let's just do that because this is no, mm-mm, detractors. Detectives noted that Carly had a small injury to her lip. And she claimed that her head was hurting. She also had a tear on her shirt. Detectives also noted that she had $107 cash in her right sock. Out of respect for Carl. So, it, oh, it, it, it gets better. Trust me. It gets better. So this just goes to further, like, this is pre-premeditated. So, um, like I said, it's going to make a little bit more sense in a little bit. But so she made sure to take out cash also. And if and so then what I'm guessing she did is she probably took out $150, right? Because you usually take it out in increments of like 20s and 40s. Um, so she probably took out like, like 20s and um, and you some places you could do 10, right? Some places you could do five and ones, like depending on which bank you go to. But so to me, she took out $150. She paid cash for the Cheez-Its and um, that she got at Target, probably threw away the receipt so that it's not showing up on her card. But what shows up on her card is her purchase from Tzatziki's. And then so she's left with $137 of cash for her to be able to maneuver around the way that she needs to. You feel me? Harley and her family. Detectives did not press for additional information in this interview and made plans to speak with her in detail after giving her time to rest. Detectives continue analyzing data from Carly's cell phone that was left behind at the scene. We enlisted the help of the United States Secret Service in conducting this analysis. Mm. Part of what data includes several internet searches in the days leading up to her disappearance that I think are very relevant to this case. On July 11th, at 7.30 a.m., the term, you have to pay for an Amber Alert was searched. Make her pay. And again, I, you heard me say it earlier. The only thing is if she has mental health issues, then, but I mean, she has a job, so I don't know. But yeah, she definitely needs to um, pay for that. I think that that would send a message. I mean, at that point, like, how do you even pay for that kind of stuff? It has to be in the hundreds of thousands if you're flying people out and including the Secret Service and detectives and, you know, having to pay people for canines and stuff to come out and do six football fields worth of stuff, the, the amount of, yeah. But that has to send a message to other people like, yeah. Can you imagine? Because think about it. She's not the first person to have called in and made false allegations. And she's not going to be the last. But if can you imagine if they make an example out of her and they're like, listen, she has to pay $1.5 million and the thought that it can ruin your life. 
then you might want to rethink, you know, going to Target to get yourself some Doritos and say that you were abducted. I'm just saying. On July 13th at 1.03 a.m., the day of her disappearance, the term, how to take money from a register without being caught, was searched. On July 13th at 2.13 a.m., the day of her disappearance, the term Birmingham bus station was searched. On July 13th, 2.35 a.m., a search for a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville was conducted with a departure date of July 13th. That's wild. And um, I think people were saying like they suspected the boyfriend had something to do with it. I don't know if she was fighting or arguing with him. But that I think what ended up happening too is and they will find eventually find out like maybe did she go to the bus station or whatever and then they were asking her for ID to buy her ticket and she's like, Ah, oh, I don't have it and so I don't know. I I don't know how the bus thing works, but I'm guessing that like she sounds like she had a plan, but what stopped her from doing it? You know, did she get to the bus station and then it's just kinda like, Well, we're gonna need you know, form of ID or stuff like that, or maybe she just didn't have enough cash. I don't know what have you. So that that could be it. And then probably part of it too is like she was willing to go, and then probably realizes that you need you're gonna need to have your ATM that has money in your checking account to at least be able to maneuver wherever it is that she thinks she's going to. You know. On July 13th at 12.10 p.m., a search for the movie Taken, a film about abduction, was conducted. There were two searches related to Amber Alerts on a computer at Cardi's place of employment, including one regarding the maximum age of an Amber Alert. Mm -hmm. There were other searches on Cardi's phone that appeared to shed some light on her mindset, but out of respect for her privacy, we will not be releasing the content of those searches at this time. We've asked to interview Carly a second time, but have not been granted that request. As you can see, there are many questions left to be answered, but only Carly can provide those answers. And this is the thing, like, I, you know, I understand that sometimes I can come across crass, and maybe it's a good thing I'm not a parent, because y'all can hear me, like, if you're not going to embarrass me, <laughs> you're not going to embarrass me in my family name, absolutely not. If you're doing dumb shit, I don't know you. Consider yourself lucky if I call you and or put money on your books. Okay. So, but with that being said, you know, I can try to pretend as a single childless woman um, where my loyalties would lie, you know, because to me, it's like you have to tell her, like, listen, I don't know what was happening, but if they want the second interview, you have to interview with them. But at the same time, I understand that they probably are going to get her lawyered up and have to protect her because after all, that is your child. I, you know, woo. Mm. What we can't say is that we've been unable to verify most of Carly's initial statement made to investigators. And we have no reason to believe that there is a Whoops. threat to the public safety related related to this particular case. Thank you very much. With that, Damn. All right, y'all, I'm gonna let you go. I used to like to keep these at 30 minutes. So, yeah. 
Um, if I find anything else out, I'll let you know. I know one of the people put face palm emoji in the chat. So, y'all, it takes a community to raise a child and we're just going to have to work with this and work around it. I, I, you know, but like I said, I, I still hope that this doesn't create more problems because we as, you know, need all the, the help we can to take these things seriously and um, it's just really unfortunate. Um, all right, I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Okay, so real quick, I'm listening to the rest of the um, conference and stuff. And um, well, the conference is done, but I'm listening to the rest of the, the 20 minutes of the commentary. And so it they're saying that they saw somebody get somebody else get out on the passenger side. Um and so that was sent, I think they said, to the FBI. So somebody else was in the car with her, y'all. And then the other thing is that they said she worked at a, at a spa. So um, that's where that overcoat, you know, comes. And so I thought she was like a medical profession or like a nurse or something like that. But she is working at a spa. Okay. Um, I guess I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Oh. My gosh y'all go check out tisa tells gossip oracle why does it say police say carly russell had a bad case of the pygmies and she did this because she wanted her dusty boyfriend's attention y'all i'm done y'all listen for sure for sure girl listen to my girl tisa and it's funny because well laughable but respectfully right because y'all even heard my initial reactions when I was listening to this stuff. And the cheesiest thing took me out. And that's one of the things, like, I love recording, too, without too, too much interference. Because I get to kind of get a sense for how I'm reacting to things. And apparently I'm not the only one that got hung up on the cheesiest um, type of a thing. But here's the thing, right? So remember the... Um, Two things. Remember the purple jacket guy was saying, like, I'm not going to release other things about her mental health. Well, if you kind of I don't want to get I want you to go listen to Tisa's um, video. But if you can put two and two together, um, you will see that it probably had to do with the boyfriend. Um, the other thing that this person here said, too, is this. She knew exactly what she was doing. She included the child on the highway so it could go viral and they will issue an Amber Alert. So here's me. Y'all, I love a good CSI detective type of thing, like a whodunit and why. And so, but with, and so I was thinking that she did it because she wanted to find out if she would come out on the radar for her, you know, like, does it go up until you're 18, whatever, what have you. But the reason she said it was a toddler is because she wanted it to get an Amber Alert. This is really, really sad. Um, the other thing is that somebody says she's a nursing student. And so because remember, I, I was like, oh, she she's dressed like a doctor or like medical, um, like a doctor's coat and that type of thing. So but yeah, y'all.
And um, the, the, what some of the stuff Tisa was saying, too, was some of the same sentiments I have, too. Some of the, the um, clips that she voted, I mean, um, posted about what people had to say. All three of those sentiments are exactly, you know, things that we're thinking in the back of our mind. So, but yeah, let's just go ahead and close this chapter up. And that kind of makes sense, too. I, y'all, you have to go listen to it because I... I if you're going to listen to any of her stuff, go listen to that one because, oh my gosh, I don't want to spill too much of the tea. But when I tell you it kind of like makes sense, it makes sense. All right, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.